beautiful and amazing hockey people out there in the hockey universe. This is Jeff from What the Puck, brought to you by Game On, sports podcast for everyone. First and foremost, I want to wish you either a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or if you're listening to us to fall asleep to tonight, I want to wish you a good night, but make sure you finish our show. Um, it's going to be a really great one tonight. I'm about to bring uh, Mr. Dan Breen in from across the pond here in a brief minute to go over the uh, Spring Cup uh, brought to you by the NIHL. So before we get into that and bring him into the show, I want to give a loud shout out to a few of our sponsors out there. Our first one is uh, Mike and Paul at Forchette Clothing Company out of Bracknell, uh, UK. They have some really great stuff, uh, hoodies, t-shirts, um, and this really unique uh, glove that goalies can wear on their catcher side to help with the uh, shock absorbent. Um, that's had some really good reviews from some of the uh, top elite goalies over there in the UK and some from uh, Europe. Also, make sure you check out some of their uh, really uh, really good hats. Um, they're fire, um, as you've seen in a couple of my pictures. Also, they have beanies and such. So you can find them on Instagram at forecheck underscore clothing. You can also find them on Facebook at forecheck clothing and also at www.forecheck.co.uk. So make sure you check them out. Also, I want to give a loud shout out to my good buddy Eric out at uh, eFlow. Um, if you're trying to get back to the gym or just already at the gym and need a good boost, uh, make sure you check out his company at www.eflownutrition.com. You can also find him on all social media. Just go to the search engine and type in eFlow Nutrition, and you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, um, some of the great stuff that he has on there, you can find like some really cool gym swag like T-shirts, tank tops, hats, um, hoodies, as well as uh, shakers, pre-workout, post-workout, in-between workout, and so much more. So make sure you check them out. And before you check out, please use our promo code WTP explanation point two zero two one, and that'll get you a really good uh, discount at uh, checkout. So, again, check them out. And our last one is a uh, hockey art clothing company. Um, they just uh, became good friends with us uh, as of recent. Um, they got some really, really great artwork on their T-shirts that they have. Um, they actually sent us one, a really nice one for the Spring Cup with all the teams on it. So make sure you check them out at Facebook, um, Hockey Art Clothing. Um, you can find them on Instagram and also Twitter under the same name at HockeyArtCO. And you can also find them online at www.HockeyArt. I mean, um, my apologies. That is www.HockeyArtClothing.co.uk. Again, make sure you check them out, and uh, they have some really great stuff on there. So, let's get started. So, as promised, guys, um, again, it's another week, another uh, uh, great week of hockey over in the UK um, with the Spring Cup. Um, as usual, uh, I'm bringing in uh, Dan Breen here with the uh, ho our, uh, Hockey Tea Time Chat. So, we're going to jump right into the first game. Um, which was last Friday, uh, Bees versus Raiders. A uh, little bit of a different outcome on this one, Dan? Yeah, um, I mean, it was still close. Uh, the week before they played each other and it was a, it was in Romford and it was a 5-4 win to the Bees. 
This time, though, the Raiders picked up their first win of the tournament with a 5-3 win in Slough against the um, Bees, which was a very nice one. Um, so you had goals. I mean, the, the scoring was opened by Jacob Branson. He's a long-time Raiders player. Uh, that was a delayed penalty goal with just over five minutes gone. The Bees brought it back level. Um, that was Lewis Hook, actually, former Phantom, XMK Lightning, ex-Belfast Giants. Um, I had an interesting tidbit, which actually ties the Giants to the NHL. Really? Uh, yesterday. But I'll, I'll we'll talk about that one in a minute. Um, yeah, so Lewis Hook, um, he was assisted by Josh Martin. Um, the Bees actually then managed to take the lead um, about 30 seconds later. Um, Juha Lindgren, he's a Slough junior. He's played all through the junior system there and he stepped up to play for the Bees and he's beginning to make a good name for himself there. Um, but yeah, he stepped up, uh, put the Bees ahead at 10 minutes. But I mean, 90 seconds later, Eric Piertak picks up and uh, equalises. And that's how the first period ends. Beginning of the second period, um, Raiders pick up a power play opportunity. Um, Josh Martin going to the box for a trip. And uh, basically, at that point, the Raiders take the lead through Ashley Jackson. He's an ex-GB field hockey player, as opposed to ice hockey. Uh, he played ice hockey for a while, picked up field hockey, represented GB. He's come back to ice hockey now. Uh, yeah, so Ashley Jackson um, scored the go-ahead. F- uh, seven, eight minutes later, you've got Glenn Billing, ex-Phantom. He's scored the go-ahead. Yeah, he's picked up goal number four. And that's it then for the third period, uh, for the second period, rather. <laughs> Third period, five minutes in, and before you know it, Raiders made it five. Brandon Aliff, again, another very long-term Raiders player. I think he played a season or two with Chelmsford Chieftains as well before stepping back up, um, assisted by Eric Piertak. So at that point, you've got the Raiders leading 5-2 with 15 minutes left in the game. Yeah. Now... The Bees didn't lay down and roll over. Uh, Josh Smith got one back to make it 5-3 with five minutes to go, but they just couldn't make enough of it to go. I mean, they didn't pull the netminder um, with any time left to go. So, I mean, it was a fairly good back and forwards game, but it was a nice game to see Raiders pick up their first win from as well. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone now has something. And um, all in all, it was a good game. Uh, yep, there we go. Yeah, sorry, my headphones died. Oh, no worries. <laughs> Murphy's Law. So this, this is why you should always have a backup pair handy. <laughs> so there's a lesson. If you're going to use um, Bluetooth headphones, always have a backup. Yes, lesson learned. So luckily, we'd finished talking about the Bees Raiders game. And uh, we go on from that to Saturday's games. So the Raiders had three games this weekend. Unfortunately, they didn't pick up any more points from this weekend. No. Uh, they went down 7 3 to the Wildcats. Um, again, it was a bit of a score fest. 
Um, although saying that, Harry Gulliver picked up a goal for the Raiders. Uh, Brandon Ailey picked up his second of the weekend, and Aaron Connolly got on the score sheet as well. Um, for the Raiders, Connolly... I was going to say for the Raiders, it seems like it's the same two or three names getting points on the board between Connolly, Aliff, and uh, um, Billing. Yeah. Yeah, Billing's going to be a regular on that. I mean, he is, he's been playing for us. Um, they actually picked up another X Phantom, uh, another X MK Lightning player, Ed, Ed Nags. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you look at guys like um, Aaron Connolly, I mean, he he is a very, very good player. And arguably, I think a few years back, he could have probably had a good stab at the Elite League. But, you know, it it is what it is, and that's what happens. Um, Wildcats, on the other hand, you've got goals there for uh, Loris Taylor, um, Thomas Malasinski. You've got uh, Jordan Kelsall picking up goals. Um, Chris Jones and... Um, yeah, Kelsall with a second, and even Balint Pekosdi. Um, Balint's actually signed for one of the elite teams as a Brit player for next season, which would be good for him. Um, I think he managed to get himself drafted, which is nice. Uh, but then you got to one of the two crunch games this weekend. Uh, Telford Tigers versus Sheffield Steel Dogs. Now, you were saying you've seen some highlights of this game. I watched this one on the streaming, and there were there were definitely a few um, very close moments in that game. So, the, I mean, like I said, I only got to see like 13 minutes of highlights. Um, yeah. The first goal, I think Telford scored, where – I mean, they're actually playing like a team wide open net given to, uh, um, uh, who was it? I, I got to run down here. Yeah. The v, uh, Venus or yeah. Venice. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. just, um, well, they, they played that one really well. I mean, the Steel Dogs have got Jordan Headley in goal at the moment. He's rapidly looking to become probably one of the picks for GB netminding. Yeah. The moment Ben Bounds is obviously going to be number one, but yeah, you know, Day is making a decent claim to go as their number two. But that first goal, you know, um, the Tigers pulled the Steel Dogs well out of position. Yeah, they created the open net situation with some very well played, you know, some very well spaced play, and so you know that was how that was going to go in. That was, I mean, you'd have to. Well, I'd miss it, but then I'm complete potato when it comes to playing yeah. hockey if I'm not in goal. <laughs> but it, um, no, I mean from there towards the end of the period, um, Alex Graham—that was the youngster we were talking about last week—who yeah. is looking really good. He managed to pick up a um, a coast-to-coast goal on his own, unassisted, to level it, and then Ben O'Connor. Managed, um, he assisted by Ben Lake, so that's a GB pairing right there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They got the go ahead at just short of 20 minutes, so 18 and a half minutes to go. But then you've got another one which was a 
fantastic turnover. This is near the beginning of the second period. Um, Ricky Plant. Now, if you ever look up Ricky's stats on um, elite. elite prospects, yeah, his junior teams probably don't exist anymore. Mostly because you know the ice age ended, and <laughs> you know people actually had to have ice rinks again. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's only a year or two younger than me, which is impressive. I thought you were like only a day over twenty five or twenty six, Dan. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, to be fair to him, he picked up, he managed to force a brilliant turnover, picked up the puck, and he put it away nicely. So that equalized roughly halfway through the game. In fact, no, it didn't because uh, four minutes before that, um, Jason Hewitt picked up his goal of the game again, assisted yep. by Ben Lake. Another power play goal. It was another power play goal, um, which, to be honest, was well-timed because about a minute or so later, Ben Lake managed to pick up two plus ten for boarding. And it was, oddly enough, it was actually against one of uh, his... Well, no, it wasn't one of his former teammates. It was a former steel dog that he hit. It was quite a bad hit, to be fair. Yeah. But two plus ten... Sorted that out, came back. Um, Tigers got it back to uh, 3-2 halfway through the game into the third period. And, you know, five minutes gone. Hewitt gets picked up for a cross-checking call. And 40 seconds later, Tigers have equalised it. Um, That was Ross Venus for his second. Um, yeah, and again, it was a good power play goal. They worked it well, yeah, and they put it home. Is that the one that I'm not sure if it was a dog's goal or if it was uh, um, a tiger's goal, but it looked like it barely crept over the line. I think that was the tiger's third one, but at the end of the day, if you can see white ice between the red goal line and the black puck, it's a goal, and you're gonna, yeah. it's gonna get called every day. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to be over the yeah. line. Yeah. And, and, but, just, yeah. and just looking but, at the scoring, it's. I wonder how many people actually thought it was going to go into overtime. Because... Uh, I, mean, I was watching it. I thought it was going to go into overtime. Um, yeah, I mean, Steel Dogs took the lead again with five minutes to go. That was Jonathan Phillips, um, assisted by Liam Kirk. And I actually... Brother. Yeah, I mean, I thought um, Liam Kirk had actually gotten away without picking up any points this weekend, just gone, but apparently picked up two on the Saturday. Yeah. But I think this is the first full weekend he's not scored a goal. I was going to say... A novelty for him. It did look weird without seeing his name on the actual score sheet, to be honest. Yeah. But, you know, it happens. But, I mean, Law Day and Brad Day... Both picking up over ninety percent save versus shot, yeah, for that game, and it shows it was really tight. Um, I mean, especially when Tigers pulled the netminder, they had about thirty seconds left when they pulled them, yeah. And I genuinely thought they were going to go, they were going to pick up the um, goal there, you know, the equaliser, but it wasn't to be. And and again, I mean, the way that the two goalies were playing it, that just it. 
Yeah, it was 3-3 all the way up until about five, four and a half, five minutes left in the third period. Yeah. But, God, those two goalies must have been – they must have been doing tricks. Um, yeah, I mean, there were – I mean, all the way through, all the way through that game, it was – you know, you had to work really hard to get anything past either of them. Yeah, because it shows that Dade took 40 shots and uh, Lade took um, 33 shots. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then on to Sunday game. So reverse fixture, Raiders versus Wildcats. Not really much of a surprise. Uh, 6-1 win for the Wildcats. Um, it was, I think, got up to 5-0 at one point. No, oh, wow. Lie, sorry. Raiders actually opened the scoring <laughs> um, with 10 minutes. I mean, three minutes later, they'd given up a power play goal that Matt Myers put away. Yeah. Um, and then after that, it was pretty much one-way traffic. Uh, Ballant Pekoski picked up a power play goal. Honestly, I think this was... I mean, there's a lot of penalties. Oh, yeah. I'm... And when you look at it, I mean, 40, uh, 34 to 18 in penalty minutes. Yeah. And the last one was uh, the 2 plus 10, which didn't really help because it was about 20 seconds left anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's JJ Pitchley. Um, just saw Redden went off, which was <laughs> it was a stupid idea from him, but that's what he does occasionally. So he probably but, won't even be able to play going into next week, and then he will. It was just two plus ten. It was a minor penalty. Okay. So he's not hit close to the number of penalty minutes, uh, number of penalty points he needs to pick up a suspension yet. Gotcha. So that's not an issue. Um, but yeah, Brandon Aliff again picking up the Raiders goal. He was assisted by Callum Wells and Zach Sullivan. So Zach Sullivan normally plays Elite League for the Manchester Storm, I think. Um, but yeah, decent, decent player. And then, um, I mean, that said, shipping six goals. And Ethan James still managed to pick up a 0.87 save on oh, that yeah. one. I mean, he was blasting that weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 47 <laughs> shots. Yeah. And for the Wildcats, I mean, their scorers, Matt Myers, um, Pakosti, uh, Jordan Kelsall again, uh, Tom's Rutkiss getting another goal. He is an elite prospect for the Cardiff Devils, I think. Again, if I've got that wrong, someone will correct me. They always do. <laughs> uh, ben Davis and then Jack Goodchild. Youngster, he picked up the final power play goal at um, 59-47. So basically three seconds after the penalty for uh, Pitchley, <laughs> Wildcats I scored. It's virtually I, from the face-off. I mean, it must have been a win because I haven't heard these two guys or seen these two guys on the score score sheet, unless if I was, unless if I'm wrong. But these are two names that just don't stick out to me over the last couple of times we've uh, done this. Yeah. Like, no, they haven't. But no, it's good to see good child on there. I think once national division starts up again properly, I think you'll probably see him on there a bit more. Gotcha. And then the final game, and I don't want to say this has decided the Spring Cup, 
but I think this has probably this has probably had a huge influence on the Spring Cup for this season. Um, Sheffield Steel Dogs five, Telford Tigers two. Um, yeah, this wasn't the Tigers team we saw the day before at all. Um, they took, to be honest, I thought they were going to be. I mean, when they took the lead after five minutes, yeah, and that was Austin uh, Mitchell King with the goal. I actually thought that we were going to be in for a, a similar game to yesterday. I say yesterday on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. But it was another situation where this these are the first two games where the, and the Steel Dogs had gone behind at any point and they managed to come back. So, I mean, Jason Hewitt with a shorthanded goal with five minutes left in the period. And then that was it for the first period, just finished one all, which was a pleasant surprise. Um, and then going into the second, you had to get to halfway through before anyone managed to take a lead. Yeah. And that went down to Alex Graham again, who he's really making a good name for himself. Like I said, I'm really impressed with him. I mean, there's certain names that it's consistently showing up and I know we talked about this before, but it's like everybody was like, oh, Liam Kirk's going to be on there on. And after that first weekend where he was just blasting a goal left and right. And then it just kind of like, it seems like he's gone quiet. I I know not this past weekend, but the weekend before that, he had a few on the scoreboard as well as a few uh, assists. But it seems as though goals are coming from everybody and not just one. Yeah. I think part of it is teams are now watching for Liam Kirk. And they're trying to shut him down. Yeah. And in terms of team play, I think he's actually doing the Steel Dogs a, actually really quite a huge favour by doing that. But saying that, you're watching him play and he's skating circles around some of these other players. Yeah. I mean, it's a guy that's what? less. He's under 20, I think. I think he's under 20. And he's skating rings around players who have been playing longer than he's been alive. He must have been watching uh, Zero Chill, the new TV show that just came out. Ah, which was filmed <laughs> at Ice Sheffield. Yes, it was. And <laughs> so we'll we'll get back to that here in a minute. But yeah, I've not I've not <laughs> seen it yet. I've seen the trailer for it. And it did... <laughs> um, yeah. So again, you got. Sorry, just jumping back. So Alex Graham takes lead, set up by um, Hewitt. Seven seconds from the end, Tigers equalise. And that was Ricky Plant again. Um, and Ve- you know, Plant and Venus getting together, yeah. assisted by Jason Silverthorne. Silverthorne's just, he is normally a really good player. So it's kind of surprising he was as quiet as he was in this game. But um, yeah. And so ended the second period. Yeah. Uh, to all. And really, it was just kind of two minutes of the third period. Just yeah. Kind of settled the game. Ben Lake scoring with fit in under 50 seconds, uh, yeah. assisted by Ben O'Connor and uh, Jason Hewitt. And then two minutes so, later. Yeah. Two minutes later, you've got James Spur. So, ex Phantom. Um, also, really nice guy. If you ever get a chance to talk to him, he is. He's just solid. He really is. 
But again, assisted by um, Ben O'Connor and Jason Hewitt. Sorry, Ben O'Connor and um, Charlie Thompson. Sorry. Thompson actually made a really good setup on that play to get it going. And then that was that. Yeah, Tigers looked like they were going to take, um, you know, looked like they were going to fight back. And then they just kind of tailed off and stopped. I mean, even with the Steel Dogs giving up four minutes of penalties in the third, in the yeah. third, two good power play opportunities. And they just couldn't, it just didn't seem to get anything going. So was it uh, more of a, was it more of a team fall or was it more of a day just after getting blasted again in, in a two days in a row, just kind of like his body just possibly shutting down or? Not really. I mean, I mean, they still picked up a 0.878 on the save. Yeah. Which after facing 40 odd shots, two days running is pretty impressive. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. For what it is. Um, but a lot of it, I think the problem started, I would say problems started in the neutral zone and just worked their way back. Um, Tigers looked threatening on a couple of occasions, but the scoreline really does reflect the game. Um, like I said, I mean, Steel Dogs gave up two minor penalties in the third period. Yeah. One of them a slightly dubious holding call against Nathan Salem, but at the same time, it was one of those ones where yeah, you know, Steel Dogs put their power, put their penalty kill out, and that was it. Yeah, I mean, the Tigers only got 28 shots off against Lorde. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're outshot. Let's see. Quite significantly. Um, between the two games, let me see. Where is it? I got to hear yeah, somewhere. So 41 on that game. And then 40 from the day before. Yeah, so so 80, 80, 81 shots over two days. And I mean, allowing what, seven, eight? Yeah, eight goals in two days out of 81 shots. So it's still a 0.9 save percentage over the over the weekend. Yeah. Which is not to be sneezed at. Yeah. But yes, I mean, that leaves the Steel Dogs um, so far, Touchwood, undefeated. <laughs> 16 points from eight games. Really, um, I think the only game they have to win is in a week or two's time against the Telford Tigers. So, um, so out, out of any chance, who do you think that one team like would actually shock? Because they've all played against each other now, correct? Yeah. Everyone's played everyone else now. So do you think now that the Steel Dogs are kind of like, yeah, we're in this position, we can give give up a loss here and there. Do you think they'll actually do it, or do you think they'll try to keep on going undefeated? I think they're going to try and keep going undefeated because I think they're going into a playoff competition after this. So if that's the case, then to go undefeated through this entire season, then drop into a playoff style competition. Yeah. I think they're going to want to keep that momentum going. They won't want to drop any games now. Yeah. It might be an opportunity to rest a couple of guys. Um, but at the same time, the bees, I mean, the, the bees have taken quite a hammering 
from the Steel Dogs yeah. over the last few games. So, I mean, the Bees don't have a chance of winning this competition. Not being... Oh, yeah, yeah. No offence to them. Look at where they are. They can afford now to play hard and try and salvage some pride yeah. by beating the Steel Dogs. And the Steel Dogs are going to have a big target on their back now because they're undefeated so far. Yeah. Certainly the Tigers and Wildcats are going to be looking at them and thinking, we can we can beat them. Yep. The rest of the competition's done. I mean, not from the Tigers' point of view. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if... I was trying to work this out the other day. I think if... Who do you think the shocker would be, though? Like, if the dogs were to lose, who do you think the shocking team would... And we... Let's it's going take... to be the Raiders. Without a doubt, I think it would be the Raiders. And I think the Raiders are capable of... I mean, their win against the Bees is probably a little bit overdue. But just having a quick look back at the Raiders' results, um, you know, 3-2 against the Tigers on the first weekend. Some of the results, you know, they've been three, four, five goals. They went a goal down against the Bees before. But I think... With the coach that the Raiders have got, I don't think anyone should ever underestimate Sean Easton as a coach. Yeah. Um, with the coach they've got and with the players they've got, if the players can get it together to work as a team, then games like that one against the Bees where they won, where they're only, you know, where they're only going down by a goal, I think they've got they've got it within them to pull off a shock result. And it would be amusing, highly amusing, if um, on the last weekend the Raiders beat the beat the Tigers as well. That'd be interesting. <laughs> that would that would be pure comedy. But at the same time, though, like I say, all the teams are going to want to try and finish this season on a high. Yeah, and they're all going to want to try and win, even if they can't win the cup anymore. Yeah, even if the Steel Dogs manage to go undefeated all the way through, if the Tigers manage to win all, all by one of their next few games, everyone's going to want that momentum. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to signing people for next season, these five teams <clears throat> have got an early opportunity to try and retain all of these players yeah, or to try and bring in other players from outside. Gotcha. So, when you say uh, Sheffield's got another or another tournament, are they going to a different division, or do they have? No, I. There's something in my head. I'm sure there's some sort of playoff competition afterwards for the national division team. Okay. I might have that. That might be completely imaginary. Um. Yeah, I may have got it completely wrong. But if I if I have, I apologize. I've just got it in my head that there's a competition coming up. And that would be what the North versus the South division or. Uh, kind of. I, th I think it might just be four teams uh, going to play a city. Yeah. Maybe a couple of weekends each. Okay. For some sort of playoff competition. Gotcha. It would be something... nice. I think they will. Yeah. I think they will try and keep it going. Gotcha. But yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then 
it's certainly not going to do Steel Dogs any harm whatsoever if they go into next season being able to point back to the results and say, look, hang on a minute, we've got a coach that can give us 15 wins out of 15 games or actually how many are they playing? Eight so far. Uh, yeah, 12 they... games. Yep. So if they can go into this and say, actually, you know what? We can win 12 out of 12 with this coach and this lineup. Okay, they're going to lose... Uh, Liam Kirk, obviously, they're going to lose probably about three or four Sheffield players. Um, I'm just going to have a quick look at the team list. So it wouldn't really be the same Sheffield team going into the tournament that, as it would right now. No, no. but then again, all the teams involved are going to lose some Elite League players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it will um, throw things about a bit. I mean, for example... Um, Steel Dogs will probably end up losing um, the two Phillips brothers, Ben Lake, um, Ben O'Connor, and Liam Kirk. Uh, yeah, Jason Hewitt and Liam Kirk. So that said, this last weekend, I mean, Kirk only picked up two points, two assists, no goals, yeah. which. I'm sure some fans out there are going to jump on that and go, ah, oh, well, you know, maybe he's not that good after all. How's he going to make the NHL like that? <laughs> yeah, let's go back and look at four goals in a game, a hat-trick in a game. Yeah. You know, five points in a game. Watching him play against the Tigers today, he was just skating around. And to quote Schutze, who was the lead commentator on the, tig- on the Tigers' home game, uh, dipsy-doodling around players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, somewhere I'm sure he was literally skating circles around them before uh, skating off, giggling. Oh God, yeah, yeah. He he's clearly head and shoulders, and yeah, a weekend without points or a weekend without goals is not the end of his career by any stretch. And that definitely shows a true team player too, because it's he's not trying to make it all about him as where no. some. Where some players at his capability and his skill level would actually go out there, blast it around, and be like, hey, look what I can do instead of – Yeah. But it, it's, it seems as though he's trying to find the find the play instead of uh, going straight for the net. Absolutely. I mean, he doesn't need to make it about him. Yeah. Yeah, yep. he, he's well ahead. So, yeah. But that's it. So, Steel Dogs now four points clear at the top. Um, there's four games left, so potentially eight points. Um, Tigers need to win. Poss- they need to win all four of their games, and Sheffield have to lose all bar can only win one game out of this last four. If Telford are going to win, if not, um, I think if Sheffield manage to take two out of these last four games, they're guaranteed to win. Yeah, they got to be. Yeah, even if the even if it goes head to head on points. So, if Sheffield drop two games and Telford win all of them, the head to head between Steel Dogs and the Tigers will still put Sheffield above I, Telford. I, I mean, I, looking at what has happened over the last couple of weeks, it's. I mean, it's you seeing the Raiders being the shocking team. I could see that, but still, that. would that would have to be two games in a row that she- Sheffield loses and what kind of character they would have after they lost those two to two yeah. talking teams. Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, we asked last week, 
you know, if Telf- if Sheffield lose both these games, how would they come back from it? Yeah. And we still haven't got an answer to that question. <laughs> I mean, because I... they managed not to lose either game. Yeah. I mean, I could, under- I could understand surprising. if they lost to Telford. If they lost to yeah. Telford, completely understandable. Because it's two well-matched teams. But yeah. I don't want to take anything away from Swindon. Swindon are still a very good side. Yeah. And I don't uh, want to take anything away from the other two teams, the Bees and the Raiders. But, I mean, folks yeah. have to come to reality that they are the weak weak links. And yeah. so... Well, I mean, you're always going to have one team at the top and one team at the bottom. That's that's just how it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ottawa did something about it, and they're actually digging their way out, and now it's Buffalo down there again. Go figure. Yeah. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, <clears throat> nope. I mean, all that money is spent on Hall and all those other good guys. And well, you know, <laughs> mm. money can't buy you love. The monk, no. or the, the Beatles said it best money can't buy you love. But anyway, it's if one of those two weaker teams absolutely walked all over Sheffield one weekend, would that do anything? Or do you think Sheffield would just be like, nah, okay, move on? I think it would be a mix of the two. I think there would be an element of, well, okay, it's one weekend. We can still win this. Yeah. And in fact, I think they'd they'd need to win the last two games or just win one game against Telford. Um, Because again, that would give them the 18 points. The most that Telford could get them would be 18 points. So Sheffield would still go ahead. Yeah. I get it. But <laughs> and it's a big one. They can't afford to. I th- I don't think you'd see um Steel Dogs going into a four game slump. Gotcha. Um I think they've got a very good chance, but as Shakespeare would say, many a slip twixt cup and lip. Yeah. Cups being very appropriate in this case, but you know, these are four games. It's what 240 minutes of hockey plus yeah. overtime, potentially. That's I, 240 points where something can go wrong. Yeah. And I have to admit, I'm glad you brought it back to hockey because Shakespeare's way up here. Hockey's down here at my level. Yeah. But you flip just, it around. It's... Yeah. Let's just, let's just do hockey. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's 240 minutes. There's 240 points where something can go wrong. Yep. Yeah. There's four games. So that's four last minute heartbreaks where you can still lose a game yeah oh yeah yeah it's really it's something that you've got to watch for exactly so on that note uh talking about uh the what ifs mm. uh we're gonna start off our uh weekend uh our quick weekend preview you got on a friday night um at nineteen thirty uh gmt time uh i believe it's about 2.30 East Coast time. Uh, Cat, or the Swindon uh, Wildcats versus the Tigers. Who you got in that one? This is going to be one of those character games. Yeah. Because the Tigers have just come off a weekend where they've lost both games. And it's not something Telford have done before. These are the first two games they've lost in this run. So they'll either bounce back 
and they will absolutely smoke the Wildcats. Or if they don't get out of that slump, the Wildcats are going to win the cup for Sheffield. Yeah. Because Telford can't afford to drop any points between now and the end of this run. But if anyone's going to beat the Tigers, it's going to be the Wildcats. And that's their only game this weekend, too, for the Tigers. They have to win this. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have a choice. Um, I mean, Tigers... What other games have they got? So... Yeah, they've got another game on Sunday at home to the Bees. Yep. So they've got Saturday off. And then oh, they've that's got, right. Yeah, then they've got a midweek game. Funnily enough, this time next week. So we'll get to that. Uh, we'll try to do a review. Yeah. I, I'm, I know Monday I am, I'm out. I have a interview um, after work. Uh, yeah. Possibly... I could probably throw something up on Tuesday and then we'll just go over it or by actually by, I think by the time, uh, if we did another uh, review that, uh, next Wednesday, yeah, it would be right during the game. So kind of like give a, Oh wow. And it's again, it's Sheffield and Tigers. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but this weekend's games, I think, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say Swindon are gonna win this one. I, I was gonna go Swindon on the Friday. Too. I'm gonna go Swindon. Yeah. Yep. Either that or Telford gonna win something like ten one. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's either gonna be a Wildcats win or Telford are gonna absolutely steamroll them. I think. That, my heart says Swindon are gonna win that one. I have a funny feeling Swindon is. Uh, I I don't know why it's just I don't know if the Tigers are going to be able to stop licking their paws after uh, yeah after this past weekend, but it, yeah. So that's the Friday on Saturday. Uh, Wildcats versus Raiders in Romford. I'm going to go Wildcats. Yeah, I think Wildcats can take against Raiders. Yeah, I think they will. I don't think we're going to see any shocks there. Um. The Bees are playing Sheffield on Saturday in Slough. Could this be the upset? No, I don't think so. No? No, I don't think so. I mean, Slough rink's a nice one, but I don't think it's going to be enough to upset Steel Dogs on this one. I could be wrong. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things... I could be very, very wrong. It seems as though the bees are, are picking up their game. Like, yeah, it's almost like they found their game there. Even though they lost uh, on Friday, I mean, last week they came out and they even kept up with the. Didn't they keep up with the? Who was it that they played? Sheffield last week? Steel Dogs. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, no, that was no. those were the games they lost seven nil and ten uh, four. Yeah, never but, mind. We I talk mean, uh, about the upset. This could be the game that the bees decide to go kamikaze style and um, just try to win, regardless. Yeah. And by using <laughs> yeah. And then on Sunday, obviously Telford versus um, bees. Um, Steel Dogs are playing the Raiders on Sunday up in Sheffield. So that'd be a fairly good game. Swindon, I think, are the team with the day off. 
so for the B Sheff- Sheffield game from uh, that Saturday, I I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot on this one, but I'm gonna go bees. I, I, and so just, just something telling me the bees are gonna do it. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I mean I think I'm mean, looking at the Friday game, I think we are looking at Swindon winning that one. Yeah. Um Raiders Wildcats, which is a four PM face off, so eleven AM Eastern. Yep. Raiders versus Wildcats. I think Wildcats win that one. I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah. Bees versus Steel Dogs. That is a six thirty face off, so one thirty Eastern. Um I think it's gonna go to Sheffield. I'm gonna go bees on that. I like I said, I have a feeling. Yeah, it's that could be a game that if Sheffield don't have their foot hard down on that game, I think they could lose it. Yeah. But I don't think I think I don't think they will try and go easy on that game. I think they will just it might be quite business like, it might be quite boring. Yeah. But I think they will just win and then shut down bees from doing anything else. And then the eleven AM East Coast time. Oh my apologies, my my bad. What were we going to say, Dan? Yeah, no, I was. Um, I just had a thought because you can have uh, Billing and Nags playing on the same team again. And they were effective together at the Phantoms. Yeah. And I think they'd been effective together before at the Lightning as well. So, be interesting didn't, to see. Didn't they also play in uh, Swindon too or together? Or one of them? Possibly, I think Nags played at Swindon. Yeah, during maybe. the uh, last couple or the experimental uh, three-team uh, challenge. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. But on to the Sunday, Tigers versus Bees. So, two p.m. our time. Um, I think about nine a.m. Eastern so. Sunday. Think so. Tigers versus bees. I think that's going to be Tigers. Oh yeah, yep. it's in Telford. Um, honestly, I don't think there's going to be much competition on that one. And then Steel Dogs versus Raiders in Sheffield. I would like to see the Raiders make a competition of it, but again, I think that's going to be Steel Dogs. Yep, I'm going to agree with you on Sunday's games. Um, yeah. So. So I think the real struggle that Sheffield have now is not getting complacent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, it's a risk against those two teams. It's like do you come out and uh risk it all in the against those two teams just to kind of yeah. like say, hey, we got the lead, or do you kind of like not go full blast and just kind of like take it easy because you know you still have the uh uh tigers uh, coming up again. Yeah, and that's I mean, we're recording this on a Wednesday evening. Yep. Uh, in one week's time, this game this will be in the middle of that game. Yeah. Yeah. And Tigers versus Steel Dogs, I think that game on Wednesday the 24th. So that's 7.30 GMT, 2.30 mm. Eastern. Yep. I think there's going to be a lot of bad blood in that game. I think Telford might actually win it as well. That would that'd be impressive. I, I, I'm yeah. just saying I mean, that'd if, be impressive if, if they can stay out of the penalty box 
and not let frustration get the better of them, yep. I think Telford could win that game. I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. And then at that point, <laughs> <laughs> then it's game on for the rest of the, you know, for that last weekend, because that last weekend is going to be uh, a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, lots of fun. Lots of fun coming up. So we'll we'll kind of uh, roll into the next subject. You're saying that uh, Belfast, which is going to help us roll into the uh, next uh, next section. Yeah, I'm, and this is one I picked up watching the Steve Dangle podcast. And to be honest, I should have picked up on this one earlier. Um, Keith, the Keith brothers. One of them is head coach at the Toronto Maple Leafs. The other one is a head coach at the Belfast Giants. Really? Yeah. Um, and again, I should have paid more attention. So I'm going to immediately jump to Elite Prospects because I thought, you know, that's really good. I thought Peters was, uh, or uh, Russell was uh, was Ooh. part of the Belfast team. Um, Pete Russell, I don't think he is at the moment. Um, I know he was, though, at one point in time. I think I'm pretty sure he might he will have been at one point. So bear in mind, I'm just looking up the rosters. So you know, talk amongst yourselves for a moment. We'll be with you momentarily. <laughs> yeah, Sheldon Keefe and Adam Keefe. Huh. So Adam Keefe is at the Belfast Giants and his brother is coach at the Maple Leafs. Huh. So there you go. So that's gonna be some interesting conversation. Um most definitely is. Yeah. So yeah, that was something I picked up from uh Steve Dangle he, on one of his uh post-game reviews, because um it was actually a Giants fan that emailed in just to say that she'd read his book and you know there were some great things on there. And basically the moment Sheldon Keith was signed as the coach for the Maple Leafs. Pretty much every Giants fan suddenly become a Maple, suddenly became Maple <laughs> Leafs fan. I, I can see that. So I, yeah, but yeah, he's the brother of Sheldon Keefe, um, former Marley's coach, and now the Maple Leafs coach. Yeah, there's been a lot of that lately, where the yeah. junior, where the. Uh, Affiliate teams, coaches, I've had to pop up. Yeah. But then isn't that the point of having a farm team? You know, you, yeah. it's not just developing players. You're developing the back office staff as well. Yep. Yep. And that's uh, that's why, uh, what's his name, for um, Champ is so good at what he does right now because he's one at every single level yes. of, of coaching. That yeah. includes NHL, uh, AHL, I think, and also college. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I mean, do not underestimate the winning habit. If you can get yourself into a winning habit, and Lee will tell you a lot about this as well, Lee Elias. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, winning is a habit. If you can get into the hang of winning, you will keep winning. Even yep. when you lose, you'll still learn from it, and so you'll still end up winning. Exactly, exactly. It's a win-win. 
Yeah. So there you go. So a little tie there between NHL and uh, the Elite League. And just because you get NHL players kind of calling it a day and coming over to Europe to play and ending up in the Elite League. And I'm wondering, is uh, is Barrasso still the coach of uh, the Sheffield Steelers as well, too? Uh, former uh, Pittsburgh goalie coach or Pittsburgh go- uh, Penguins goalie? No, I think it's a guy by the name of Adam Fox now. Um, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm just going to quickly look it up because, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what you do. Power of the internet. No longer <laughs> do internet pundits have to know what they're talking about and have painstakingly written notes in no. front of them. No, they can just go on the internet and have a look on elite prospects because you know, that's what they do. Um, no, so head coach is Aaron Fox. The assistant coach is Carter Beast and Will. Okay. So I know uh, so, Brass was over there for at least a season or two. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um, trying to think when he was. I mean, I can cheat actually and just look it up because, <sighs> you know, power of the internet. Oh, I know exactly. I think uh, it was maybe it was the season before the uh, CV nineteen hit. Um, I'm just looking up. Might have been the eighteen nineteen, yeah. So eighteen nineteen season, and it, yeah, Tom Brasso. Yeah. So it was two years, about two years ago. But again, Steelers, they were top of the league. Yeah, they were. Around the top of the league, they were present in all the cups. Yeah, I mean they are one of the best teams in the elite league. But we have some dates and schedules now for the elite leagues um, streaming tournament as well. Yes, I was about to roll into that. And, uh, going from uh, the NIHL to uh, Belfast back to uh, what's uh, what's happening uh, next month. Um, so earlier we we're talking before we start, started uh, recording. So all the British players have been drafted. What's mm-hmm. what's the next step now that they got a schedule? They got pretty much a roster. What's their next uh, step that they're heading towards? So next stage now is they're going to be looking at filling out the gaps in the roster with imports. So in the British terminology, an import is any player not British born and or trained. Okay. Um, or at least any player that's not eligible to play for Team GB. Gotcha. So, for example, someone like Ben Lake, he qualifies as a British player because he fulfills AAHF qualifications Yeah. to play for Great Britain. I think he has a British passport as well. So he is basically a GB player. Okay, I got it. Yeah, you. he's a British player. But, yeah, so um, the teams are beginning to bring in their imports now, so they're getting ready. They've got until the 3rd of April before the games start. Um, because it's a four-team because it's four-team league, teams will have games every weekend effectively. Yeah. And it's kicking off um with Manchester Storm versus Coventry Blaze. Um, so that should be a fairly good one. Um, Luke Ferrara again getting his start yep. there. And then the Elite League have seen how an early game and a late game work well. So they're running a similar format. So the Manchester Coventry game is the early game. That's two o'clock. The late game, which is at seven o'clock. And this is going to be the one that will probably settle or will set the tone 
first competition. Nottingham Panthers versus Sheffield Steelers. <laughs> um, so there is Bitter. a rivalry between those two. It's probably probably the strongest rivalry in any British hockey team. And for those that follow Panthers us, the, or I was going to say that for those that also follow us or listen to the show that know anything huh. about the football world, it's kind of like Man City and Manchester going at it. Yeah, Manchester United. Yeah, there's no love lost there. No. <laughs> None at all. So, yeah, Nottingham Panthers versus Sheffield Steelers. That's in Nottingham. And that is a game I will probably look to try and catch that game as well because that should be a good one. Yeah. And then after that, you've got games every couple of days. on. That's on Saturday on Sunday. Sheffield versus Manchester Storm. Conch Blaze versus Nottingham Panthers. But unlike uh, unlike the NIHL, these guys are actually playing during the week. It looks like, as yeah, well. they are sixth, seventh, ninth, tenth, and eleventh of April. They're playing through, so there's they're really packing the games in, yeah. and they're going from the beginning of April. They've got a couple of weeks of games. Uh, Nottingham and Sheffield will face each other a second time, a uh, couple of weeks after the first facing. <laughs> So that could be interesting. Um, and again, that looks like it's going to be in Nottingham. And there's only four teams, right? Or is there... There's only four teams. So, oh yeah, sorry, on the 10th of April. So three days, four days after the first game, um, or six games rather, the return fixture, Sheffield versus Nottingham. That's on the 10th of April, uh, 7 o'clock our time, 2 p.m. Eastern. I'm wondering how their bodies are going to handle that because a lot of them probably have just been training only without any kind of like real game time. So it's that's yeah, those that's first couple of weeks are going to be hell on ice. Yeah, absolutely. And this is where the British players are going to have an advantage because although they've only been playing at weekends, yeah, they've at least got some match time under their skates, and so they have been a bit of an advantage there. Yeah, but. The imports again, you expect the imports to be able to hit the ice running. Oh, god, yeah, yeah, because you know, effectively, this is a professional league playing now. Yep, so these players will need to be available Monday to Friday as well. Yeah, and they'll be there training Monday to Friday, they'll be doing drills Monday to Friday. God, so these guys will be good to go. Yep, so yeah. And so, to end on a good note, um, um, I know I've been uh, pinged a couple times on social media about return to play for uh, beer leaguers and uh, kids going back to play to actually be able to play in a league, if I'm correct. Um, And this is uh, it's right on the uh, EHA page. Yeah. If I'm correct, it says that organized adult activities will be allowed to return in step three no earlier than May 17th. Um, yeah. and, and step two for, uh, it looks like uh, the youth, everything under 18 will be no earlier than April 12th. So that's some amazing news for you guys over there. Um, yeah, absolutely. And again, it's, there is a caveat on there. These are marked down as no earlier than. Yeah. So if there is a flare-up in infection rates, if there are 
other issues or if the government decide that actually they want to put it back a week or two, you do have to be aware of that. But it does mean that things like training and basic skating, um, those things will be able to start happening again. And what is three weeks time? Yep. We could Just see around. these all opening again in three weeks time. Yep. So, yeah. So, I, so we're going to leave that on a happy note. Um, yeah. Yeah. The end is in sight. It, it is. Um, so with all the good news that we're ending on, um, more hockey is about to get ready to be played over in the yep. UK. Um, you're going from the uh, NIHL to the Elite League, and then the yeah. kids are going to be starting up pretty soon. Um, I know the mm-hmm. I know the beer leaguers over there, aka the Adult League. Are yeah. there, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, they're looking to uh, looking to get get back on the sh- back on the road. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, certainly the adult players, the rec players, um, those guys are, I'm sure half of them are just sat in front of a calendar, crossing <laughs> off the days. That um, sorry, the lower divisions of the National and IHL have started their cups as well. Yep, yep. Um, I didn't catch many of their games, but there's been some good ones. I think it was Widnes, Widnes Wild versus Nottingham Lions. I think that game... I mean, that was an 11-goal game from what I remember. But, oh, wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> Please it, tell me it was back and forth and not just one-sided. <laughs> um, no, that was very strongly back and forth. I'll quickly bring up the box scores for you. Um, oh, no, it was... Um, sorry, Nottingham versus Sheffield. So, Nottingham Scimitars... Sorry, Nottingham Lions versus Sheffield Scimitars. That was an overtime win to the Lions, 6-5. So that was 11 goals. Um, the following day, Scimitars went up against Blackburn Hawks. That was an overtime loss. Um, then you've got Scimitars versus Wild. Um, Saturday, just, uh, Saturday just gone. That was another 11-goal game. Uh, that was a 6-5 overtime win to the Witness Wild. And-, um, and the following day, the Lions went down 7-6 to the Blackburn Hawks. God. So, I mean, it's it's almost like, yeah, all the teams have had a win so far in that four-team series. Yeah. And they're just having fun. And and one last thing, let's end this on a lot of fun. Even yes. though it's kind of a cheesy, cheesy TV show, I'm forcing yes. myself to watch, watch it just because it's bringing back a little bit of home – I don't want to say hometown memories, but bringing back a lot of memories for me just watching this yeah. uh, and playing over in Sheffield and going to the rink and just either going to the games with the Phantoms and seeing – it's nostalgia to me. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry, folks. That is not a real cafe. I found out that they made a built-in cafe there. Um, yeah, so, the, real, the real cafe at Sheffield is actually quite nice. It on is. game nights, they actually have another one built, uh, a pop-up cafe on the concourse where you can get chips and gravy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, if you yeah. ever want a proper North of England experience and a decent game of hockey, you go to Ice Sheffield when the Steel Dog's playing. Yep. And they, you get to have chips and gravy. Proper stuff. 
and oh also they have that uh other stuff it's kind of like right there in the center it's uh oh, i want to say corn. I do pine, pine chips yes it's it almost yeah pine chips it's yes <laughs> yes oh my god that that stuff is so amazing it i never asked what was in it but i always went back for more yes so, indeed <laughs> but uh hey come on as, yeah this is the country that gave you sweeney todd over <laughs> fleet street you want to know where Miss Miggins gets her meat from for the pies? Yeah, but we also shared Jack the Ripper with you, too. So, I mean... Yeah, it's minor detail. <laughs> and Sheffield's also the city where the Stanley Cup was uh, created. So, yes. um, other or than Stanley's that... Stanley's Cup. <laughs> other than that, Dan, anything else you want to add in? Um, No, I don't think there is. I mean, you're right, there's... Everything's beginning to get back. We're getting a lot more hockey played over here now. Um, you know, we can see that the end is coming up and it's looking like for next season, we're going to have fans back in the stands. Yes. And that's going to be great. Again, I'm really looking forward to it. Again, we're ending this on really great news um, <laughs> for all of you guys over there. Um, one last shout out. I want to give a loud shout out to Alex. Uh, Langley and all those other guys that are across England keeping those rings up when oh, nobody is yeah. in there to be able to use it. You all guys, technicians, yes, yes, our hands go out to you. Keep up the great work, your hard work will be paying off soon. So, until yeah. next time, this is uh, Thank you guys, that was Dan. Got just in case if you have been listening or haven't been listening, that was Dan. Yep. <clears throat> And this was another great episode of uh, Hockey Tea Time Chat, uh, reviewing the uh, Spring Cup pl being played by the NIHL. So next week, we'll be going into the games from this weekend and maybe also kind of like keeping an update on what's going on with the Telford-Sheffield game. So I just want to say a good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And if we are soothing you off to bed while listening to this, Again, I feel sorry for you guys, but we appreciate the love. Um, also, a um, couple of a uh, couple of uh, sponsors I want to get out before we do go as well. Um, make sure you check out the boys, uh, Mike and Paul, over at Forecheck. Um, they got some really great hockey swagger on their uh, on their pages as well as uh, their webpage. So you can find them at www.forecheck dot co dot uk you can find them on instagram at forecheck underscore clothing you can find them on facebook at forecheck clothing um again some really great product are coming out from them especially their uh, goalie stuff the next one would be uh my boys out in uh uh california at eflow eric um he's always uh hooked me up in the past and continues to hook me up uh, nowadays so go ahead check him out at www.eflownutrition.com you can find them at EFLO Nutrition on pretty much any social media source. And also, when you go to order something, make sure you use our promo code WTP explanation point 2021. It'll give you some really great savings. And then our good buddies over at Hockey Art uh, Company, um, they sent us some really nice t-shirts. I had a chance to go out and uh, get some pictures with them this week, this past weekend. Um, they've already uh, noticed those and really appreciate that. So you can find them at Facebook, Hockey Art Clothing, on Instagram at 
hockey art co as well as on twitter hockey art co or you can find them at www.hockeyartclothing.co.uk as for us at uh what the puck you can find us at instagram at uh what the puck pod one you can find us on instagram at what the puck underscore podcast and you can also find us on facebook at what the puck by Game On, a sports podcast for everyone, or WTP Game On Sports Podcast. Do you want to throw uh, your information out there, Dan, or are you good to go? No, I'm good to go. So, All right. Yep. All right, guys and gals and anybody else that's listening to us. Until next time, this is Jeff, and this is... This is me. I'm Dan. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a it's good, good night one. from him. And... It's good night from me. Ha, ha, ha.